This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is bonus episode 137. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Now on bonus episode 137 it is time ladies and gents to do a first of the year. Um, At the end of every single month this year we are going to be recapping that month. Taking a look at some of the bigger news that came out in horror for the genre. Also taking a look at some of the titles announced by some of the big labels out there for what we can expect as collectors to purchase. As well as that, we'll be talking about any cinematic horror movies released and any news on the streaming sites as well. It is going to be a compact, nice, short, sharp, sweet uh, tongue twister of an episode um, in which I just kind of info dump what January 2019 looked like to you. Um, now, as always, I've, there's sources that I will go to that I will check out this information. There is no way that I can know everything. I am not the all-seeing eye of horror podcasting. So, there will be other titles out there that have been in them. There will be things that made their way to different territories that I have not seen yet. So, let's get these dialogues going on the Facebook group page for things that we didn't discuss here that you think are worthy of discussion when this show drops ladies and gents in the in the comment sections on the facebook group page facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash cast you post links to any stories that you found really interesting you also post anything that you think is worthy of note anything that you think we should be knowing about in terms of titles coming out all the rest and what we should have is a compendium of at the end of every month a a show announcement on the Facebook group page with a ton of links underneath it to various different things. Now, 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 before we go any further, this episode was recorded on the day it's going out. This is what we call the hashtag rush job and that I'm about to go out to the cinema, so uh, I'm trying to get all my eggs in order. This episode is likely to drop very late on the Thursday, probably Friday if I'm being honest. Um, And I will say that in the last 24 hours, the horror community was dealt a massive blow in the death of Dick Miller, who lived to the grand old age of, I think it was 90 or 91? Um, So yeah, what we would say is a good innings, which is, I think, a cricket reference that I still don't get, because cricket is a sport that bores me to to, the tedium and monotony of it. It's just just not good. It's just not good. Sorry, cricket fans. Um, But Dick Miller, one of those stalwart characters uh, or character actors who really went out his way to be just really memorable even in the smallest of roles he was always one of these guys that just delivered quality entertainment he obviously had a long-standing partnership relationship with Joe Dante um, appearing in movies like Gremlins and Matinee Gremlins 2 obviously, but I had worked with Corman as well, he was in Terminator, like the list of movies this guy was involved with 
was huge and yeah it has a great documentary out there which i recommend everyone goes and checks out um because i think it just lets you show how much of a really cool guy he was um and a guy that seemed to really relish and enjoy what he did for a living which is a rarity in this day and age you tend to find that a lot of actors even actors now are starting to grumble about being actors and i don't understand that and you have the opportunity to entertain and enthrall audiences all over the world use that platform in a way which makes sense but yeah he, he was he was in a lot of movies he's a face that is instantly recognizable you will have seen him in loads of different things uh, a sad loss to the community but what a life and what a body of work to celebrate and enjoy so on that tribute to Dick Miller, we're going to take a very short break just now. You're going to have promos for shows that I love. You're going to hear a little bit of music when we return. We're going to be taking a look at the month that was known as January 2019. All that and more right up, right after this. You're travelling through another dimension. A dimension of not only a film and sound, but mind. A journey into an auditory movie review adventure that must be experienced to be believed. There's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the Doomsday Clock. You can extract the Witch versus the Doomsday Clock podcast by either searching for WYCH on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and on your Android device. Which versus the Doomsday Clock is a proud member of Legion Podcasts. So prepare yourself. The podcast ice is gonna break! Sugar 
and welcome back. So let's just kick off right into this. Uh, let's talk about some movies that have been released on Blu-ray by some of the big labels. Screen Factory had a pretty stellar month, if I'm honest. Uh, one of those months where I look back and I go, yeah, you've got a lot of good in there. You've got a couple of shitty ones, but it's kind of cool that you're putting them out. Um, they have released in the month of January 8mm. A movie I think is woefully underrated, one of the great Nick Cage movies that really is dark, seedy, definitely a horror movie, although some people will claim it is not, it certainly is in my book. Um, so yeah, that one. Uh, Howling 3, The Marsupials, yeah, I feel like I should watch that movie and it'll probably appear on a Russian Roulette franchise retrospective somewhere down the line, but I ain't in any hurry. Um, Obsession, oh yeah. Obsession, a little bit of De Palma action for you all. A fucking great movie. One of those, once again, woefully underrated De Palma movies. Um, the Plague of the Zombies. Oh, that's right. Um, that's kind of interesting, that one. That's from 1965, 1966, maybe? He's unsure. Um, but that made its way also to Blu-ray. They put it Saturday the 14th. That's a comedy movie. I've never seen it. Never seen it, so I can't really speak much to it. Ten to Midnight, I have seen before. Classic canon movie there. They also put out Cobra. Woo! Um, yeah, I've not seen that movie in a long, long time. God knows how that has held up. And Screamers as well. Screamers came out the week of this recording, so it's a pretty stellar lineup for them in the month of January. Swinging it over to Arrow Video in the States and in the UK, so depending on what territory you're in, depends on the title. Um, if you were in the States or in Canada, you got Willie Dynamite, a great black exploitation movie. I think that's already, I think I own that maybe somewhere. I, think, I get a feeling it's already been released in the UK, I might be wrong about that one. Um, in all regions, UK, USA, and Canada, we got the phenomenal Jally, the Forbidden Photos. Um, of a lady above suspicion. Ooh, that's right. Uh, Luciano Ercoli. Um, and a 2K restoration of that movie. Ming's arrived. Very much looking forward to breaking that bad boy open. Very, very much looking forward to that. Uh, we were supposed to be getting Climax, the new Gaspar Noe movie. That has been slightly delayed. It is on its way. And if you're in the UK, you would have got an opportunity. Ming's is still to arrive, actually. I need to chase a order of Dave Made Maze. Movie I've never seen before, so I don't know how good or how not good that is. Um, and also the delayed release in the UK anyway, I'm not sure it came out in the States, of uh, Crimson Peak, the Guillermo del Toro movie as well, so um, that's worth checking out. So Arrow doing a fairly varied um, group of movies, January and February is never a strong one for them. I will say Waterworld is not mentioned in there for some reason, um, I don't know if that's because Waterworld was technically a February title, but I think it was a January one and Mings has arrived, uh, or maybe it was a, fuck knows, maybe it was a December title, I don't know, all I know is my Waterworld arrived and I could not be happier that it did. So that was for Arrow Video for January 2019. And looking at other parts of the internet, not really a horror movie, but seemed to be lumped in with a lot of horror things, probably because Drew Goddard um, was behind it, and Drew Goddard obviously brought his cabin in the woods. But uh, Bad Times at the El Royale made its way to Blu-ray. I will say, having finally checked that movie out, really looking forward to checking that movie out, thoroughly enjoyed it, absolutely enjoyed it, thought it was kind of kind of awesome and uh, very dark it went in a direction that kept me guessing if you're in the states you got halloween uh made its way to blu-ray i still 
don't know if that's the UK yet. I definitely know it was in the States. So you can go out there and purchase that with your hard-earned pennies if you want. That's up to you. I'm just saying. Um, I will force nothing on anyone. Uh, also in the States, Suspiria, the remake. Um, still to get a UK release. I know that much. Don't know when that will happen. But that also made its way out there for peeps to buy. So that's just covering off a couple of the big labels. Um, and at the same time, pulling it back so we can talk about some of the bigger titles also to make their way to Blu-ray. In terms of new titles out there, Escape Room, probably a big one, um, made its way. We obviously have done a review of that one. Was not overly enamoured, but it did do pretty good business as well. There's already decisive talk about um, sequels and God knows where we're going with that. We could be looking at a new franchise, y'all. A new franchise coming your way. Potentially, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not keen. Next one might bring me in, though. You never, never know. Uh, we are in imminent shadow of Velvet Buzzsaw, which will be on Netflix, I would say. Probably by the time this episode drops, we will have a Velvet Buzzsaw in our midst. That one will be quite interesting. That's a new Dan Gilroy movie. Um, that he's a guy that did Nightcrawler, so Jake Gyllenhaal's back, Benny Russo, um, I think uh, John Malkovich, Tony Collette. So it's, it's stacked um, with, with people, which is kind of awesome. I, I kind of think that's, that's kind of great. So that was your big horror title released in the cinema. Glass, obviously, horror adjacent. Then like Shyamalan movie closing out the... What do they call it? The East Rail Trilogy. I also did a review of that one. Got to see that one with the Baz in the cinema. Uh, Glass was kind of awesome. Really enjoyed that one. That, to me, is a really good franchise. Uh, or trilogy, so to speak. Um, looking forward to buying a collector's edition so I can get all three of those movies together and binge watch them back to back. That that one turned out to be a, a good joy. I've already read the criticism. There are some people that did not like it. Some people that did not like the ending. Some people did not go with it. And that is cool. You're entitled to think whatever you want to about movies. Uh, I, for one, enjoyed it. I went along with that ride um, and felt better at the end of it. You know, I kind of, I'm a wee bit, I don't often say this, but I'm a little bit upset that we ain't travelling further in that story. Shamlan's put his foot down and he said absolutely 100% no. He did post a really interesting tweet though, basically saying that he is um, working on a project for Apple TV at the moment. And he is gonna, he's felt empowered by the success of Glass, which I think has crossed over 100 million by now. Um, that he is gonna double down on his weirdness and his projects moving forward, which I kind of am interested in. I like Shyamalan weird, I don't like him like weird for the sake of being weird, but I like to see sometimes where he goes narratively speaking. So we'll wait and see. We, we could be in for some truly mind-bending phenomenal genre stuff moving forward from him or maybe he repeats the same road he did last time gets too big for his britches i think that's an american word for trousers um and then ultimately shits the bed again who knows that's the exciting thing about m night Shyamalan. you never really know if the next movie is going to be phenomenal or train wreck it's kind of this thin line that we walk on in the world of Shyamalan. and let's turn our attention to the world of the news horror news 
has been rampant in the month of January. We've got some pretty huge stories and I am going to cover the ones that stood out to me as probably most interesting for various different reasons. I'll clarify why in a second. The first big one that came up is the CW in the States has ordered a pilot for a TV show based on The Lost Boys. That's right. How about that? Um, so, uh, from what I managed to pick up online from Joe Blow, uh, it says, A couple of years ago, Veronica Mars creator Rob Thomas was developing a series based on the 1987 film The Lost Boys, with his vision being that the show would run for seven seasons and would follow the title characters through seven decades, each season being set in a different decade. The first would be set in the 60s and then it would finish in the 2020s. So the CW decided not to order a pilot of that iteration of the show, but they still have hopes for a TV show based on the property uh, and wanted a concept to be redeveloped. Now writer Heather Mitchell, who has been credited as co-producer on Grey's Anatomy and co-executive producer on Scandal, has come up with a version of The Lost Boys that the CW likes. This is what has been said about it. Welcome to the sunny seaside of Santa Carla, home to the beautiful boardwalks, all the cotton candy you can eat, and a secret underworld of vampires. After the sudden death of their fathers, two brothers moved to Santa Carla with their mother, who hopes to start anew in the town where she grew up. But the brothers find themselves drawn deeper and deeper into the seductive world of Santa Carla's eternity, beautiful and youthful undead. Oh, there we go. So there we are. Um, am I interested? Kinda. Uh, I'll be interested to see what road they take it down. Will it be true love, uh, true bloody? Or will it be um, Twilighty? Or, you know, is it going to be gnarly and all the things that we want? I don't know. The CW's behind it. So they're having a bit of a good track record at the moment. Uh, I really dug that Sabrina TV show that they put out recently. I thought it was kind of fucking awesome. So, yeah, I'm in. I don't know where it's going to go, but I am in. And huge, massive, what the fuck news. Nicolas Cage was announced to be uh, working with Richard Stanley blows my mind. I'm a huge fan of Richard Stanley. I think everyone should have to watch Hardwire if they haven't. Uh, but he's making his return to filmmaking some 20 odd years since his last movie to direct an adaptation of The Colour of Space which was uh, written, penned by H.P. Lovecraft. So you have Spectavision, the group behind um, Mandy the production company behind Mandy, you've got Nicolas Cage, you've Richard Stanley, you've Lovecraft. How does this not sound fucking amazing? Uh, the synopsis of it uh, is an unnamed narrator who pieces together the story of an area known by the locals as the Blasted Heath in the wild hills west of Arkham, Massachusetts. The narrator discovers that many years ago a meteor crashed there, draining the life force from anything living nearby. Vegetation grows large but tasteless. Animals are driven mad and deformed into grotesque shapes and the people go insane or die one by one. In the film, Cage will be playing Nathan Gardner, an affluent New Yorker, a family man who's taken up residence on his father's old farm homestead. They're busy adapting to their new life when a meteor crashes in the front yard. The mysterious aerolite seems to melt into the earth, infecting both the land and the properties of space and time with a strange otherworldly colour. To their horror, the Gardner family discover that this alien force is gradually manipulating every life form that it touches, including them. 
I am so into this. Give me this fucking movie. That's what I need. You just know Cage is going to go for it. I mean, it's the same production as Mandy. Weird colours, I'm in. This, this, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? It's Richard Stanley directing as well. That's the bit I got excited about. Everyone else seemed to be alright with. That's the bit I'm excited at. We finally have a release date for Crawl, the new movie and return to the horror genre of Alexander Azure. Um, apparently this movie, produced by Sam Raimi, didn't know much about Sam Raimi's involvement, is coming in August. The synopsis about Crawl is, a young woman who, while struggling to save her father during a Category 5 hurricane, finds herself trapped inside a flooding house and fighting for her life against Florida's most savage and feared Predators. I believe it's alligators, ladies and gents. Alligators. An alligator trapped house bait movie. Give me that. As you might be returning to form there. Who knows? Who fucking knows? Um, let's swing it on. Uh, hot in the heels of Resident Evil 2 making its way back to gaming consoles all over the world. Um, Netflix is apparently doing a little bit of work just now on bringing you a TV series based on Resident Evil. This could be quite interesting. A lot of money and Netflix at the moment, and that's what you kind of want. We'll see if it's over the top, like the movies, or if they try and ground it to something a bit darker. I know a lot of people are suffering zombie fatigue, but I'm in. I'm in on this one. I'm a big fan of the Resident Evil world. Uh, maybe not so much the movies, but I'm kind of interested to see where we go with it. And um, yeah, we'll have more news, undoubtedly, as the months go on. And sad news for Stan Against Evil fans, IFC has cancelled that show. Uh, it says, Stan Against Evil, I am sad to report, will not be returning for a fourth season. Had a great run of three seasons, it's not coming back. Will it show up in some other form in some other network? Maybe, but as of right now, as we like to say, it's dead as Kelsey's nuts. So there we go, that show leaving. I saw the first season, big fan, never saw anything beyond that, need to get the finger out and check it out. But yeah, um, I, I would like to hear what you guys think about that one. Anyone big fans of Stand Against Evil, let me know. Um, Sony announced a release date for Ghostbusters. That's right, there's a new Ghostbusters movie coming by Jason Reitman, uh, son of Ivan Reitman. Um, this is apparently a sequel, reboot, prequel, who the fuck knows at this stage. Um, all we know is it is coming um, and it will be out for summer 2020. There was a teaser trailer of Ecto-1, everyone shot in their shorts, and um, yeah, uh, there was very little given away, and as a lot of people online have posted, none of the original actors have signed on, which is not saying that they won't do it, but maybe shows that we have to temper expectation for this project, but I dare say we will be getting a ton of news over the next year about this one as it leads up towards um, its inevitable release. Will it be well received? That's the interesting uh, thing that we have to take into account. Uh, let's swing it to news that got Duncan hard as a dickens. Um, I, I literally skeet, skeet, skeet everywhere when I read this. Uh, Clyde Barker says that Nightbreed TV show is moving forward. So we're getting a ton of Clyde Barker news. That makes me happy. He is my favourite horror novelist, favourite horror author. So when his name gets mentioned in the news in any way, I kind of get a little bit excited. Um, we obviously heard this week that the Books of Blood TV show is pushing ahead with much gusto. Still to find out more information, but it is definitely moving ahead. And now we are hearing more updates on what has been a long-rumoured project uh, for the Nightbreed TV show. 
Um, so this is what we can tell you. It's been a while since we last heard. This came from Arrow and Head, by the way. It's been a while since we heard an update on the TV series Clive Barker has been developing with screenwriter Josh Stolberg based on Barker's 1990 film Nightbreed and the 1988 source material, his novella Cabal. More than half a year ago, we heard that Nightbreed TV show was set up at Sci-Fi, but there's been no status update since then. I'm sure the fans out there were worrying that this project may be dead. During a recent interview, the same one where he discussed the Books of Blood TV show, Barker assured readers that the Nightbreed show is still in the works. Barker said, Nightbreed is also moving forward at quite a rate with a couple of very well-known directors showing a great deal of interest in it. I'm on board to provide the mythologies and ideas and hopefully put the Barkerian weirdness on the material. At the moment we're putting the team together. We have a writer, director, producer and now we have the new year uh, and as it's just begun and got together we're going to start to plan the long term narrative. Not just an opening narrative which is what we've done thus far. I have a sense that if all things that have been promised come true there is a real passion for matching the tone of both the book and the film. So there we go, that makes me really excited. You know out there I'm a huge fan of Nightbreed, a massive fan of Clive Barker. Love, love, love me some Cabal uh, and I'm really looking forward to seeing where this lands. Uh, and news which I couldn't give a fuck about, uh, Netflix snagged Zack Snyder's ball to the wall zombie flick Army of the Dead. Um, the adventure is set amid a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas during which a man assembles a group of mercenaries with ultimate gamble venturing into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting as Zack Snyder, it'll be over the top, it'll be loud, it'll be fucking braggadocious. Um, I'll check it out when it comes out, I ain't rushing to check it out if you know what I mean. Um, and other news on TV, uh, Chucky, the TV show helmed by creator Don Mancini has found a home. His TV show ahead of the, well I say ahead of, I think the remix out before the TV show will be on sci-fi and as a result of that you can release that pent up breath because, uh, you know, if it's on sci-fi, we will have profanity, which is what you want from a Chucky movie. So there we go. And a bit of casting news. Um, the Boy 2, that's based on that movie about the doll, which uh, was alright, um, has got Katie Holmes attached to Star Now, Interesting bit of casting. I'm not entirely sure what that means, if that gives it clout or not, but we'll wait and see. Uh, the new Twilight Zone will premiere on CBS... Um, very soon actually, I think it drops in March, April the 1st actually is what it's saying here, April the 1st, so there we go, you'll get the first two episodes dropping then, so it's Jordan Peele presents The Twilight Zone, uh, Jordan Peele obviously commanding a hefty amount of clout since Get Out, so uh, it'll be interesting to see where that goes, can they recapture the love um, and the audience numbers of the original Twilight Zone. That is the question and we will find out. We have official release dates from Warner Brothers for um, the Shining sequel, Doctor Sleep, and their upcoming Witches remake. Um, so, uh, let's jump right into that. November 9th, 2019, you will get Doctor Sleep. Uh, like I say, it's a sequel to uh, The Shining. It's going to be directed by Mike Flanagan. That makes me happy. And the cast is pretty phenomenal. You've got Ewan McGregor, Kayleigh Curran, Carol Lumley, um, Alex Esso, or Alexa Esso, Bruce Greenwood, Rebecca Ferguson, Jacob Tremblay, 
um, and other folks in there. As well as that, we have a release date or release zone date uh, of October 16, 2020 for their take on um, Roald Dahl's The Witches, originally directed by Nicholas Roge. This one will be produced by Guillermo del Toro and Alfonso Coron, which is two fucking heavyweight names. Uh, Robert Zemeckis is going to be doing the adaptation. And uh, we recently got some news on casting, but it's now escaping me. It's coming back to me now. Anne Hathaway is going to play the role of the main witch, uh, previously played by Why Can I Not Remember Your Name? I fucking love you, Morticia Adams. And I couldn't be more excited about this project, actually. Um, apparently, they're moving it to the Gothic South and setting it in the 60s, which, once again, swing, swing, uh, gets Duncan in. And news that I couldn't care about, uh, CBS is doing a 10-episode The Stand by Stephen King event. Um, yeah, good for them. Um, I, I'm not, like, massively fond of the original. Um, we'll wait and see what happens, or, you know springing out of this and news that I did get excited about though uh, Rosario Dawson has been added to the cast for Zombieland 2 which has apparently started filming so we've got that to look forward to this year so gear yourself up for it uh, the director of The Babadook um, one little woman called Jennifer Kent um, is working on a movie which apparently is going to be something scary and uh, in collaboration with Guillermo del Toro whose fingers are over everything at the moment and that makes me fucking happy as well that's a dream team to me in terms of uh, of horror I, I really think that's pretty fucking amazing so yeah very 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 excited about that one and news that no one will care about except me uh, the RZA is to direct a horror film Angel of Dust from a story written by the Ghostface Killer everyone knows out there I'm a big fan of the Who uh, and they are ain't nothing to fuck with so yeah looking forward to that um, only two stories left that I really want to get into here's one here that kind of saddens me after me talking about how excited I was after watching Piercing I'm a bit dismayed to find out that the Grudge remake directed by uh, Nicholas Pesci, 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 I don't know how to pronounce his surname, has been pushed back to Jan, uh, January 2020, which is a bit of a shame, it's supposed to be out in June, now pushed back to January, uh, I imagine probably because they see it as viable to make a lot of money in January as they, you know, against the middle of the year, um, I don't think it's a knock on the quality of the movie, I just think it's a tactical move to make more money for that, put up against less competition, so yeah, bit of shame that we're going to have to wait a year for that though, that kind of sucks. Um, and the last bit of news which I'm sceptical on I've become the sceptical person everyone else has become the positive one which is weird uh, we found out today that we are once again rebooting the Dark Universe for what will be the third time and anyone that claims that that vampire what was it, uh, Dracula unravelling or untold or whatever the fuck it was it uh, wasn't the initial soft launch of the Dark Universe as a lying bastard that was. This will be the third time we have tried to reboot the Dark Universe uh, and we're doing it this time with the unlikely movie The Invisible Man and we have Lee Winnell directing it. Um, I am, like I say, a bit sceptical on this one. The reason I'm a bit sceptical about this one is one, Blumhouse has been attached to it, which everyone's getting really excited about, but this is a universal 
you know, character and a universal tale. What Universal wants will go, and Blumhouse, I don't think, will get much saying that at all. Um, it's a huge property for them, so they will not allow anyone to fuck around with it. So that's the first thing to take into account if you thought Blumhouse were going to, you know, totally turn things around and, and make their own vision of horror. I don't think you're going to get that. The second thing is, I don't think Lee Winnell's that great a director. I know some of you lost your shit over Upgrade. I thought Upgrade was an alright movie. I didn't think it was an amazing movie. Um, it reminded me why Robocop's a phenomenal movie. And his previous credit to that was Insidious 3, which was a snooze face for me. I didn't really like that movie at all. He's a good writer. He's been attached to quite a lot of uh, um, Wan's projects, uh, which have been kind of cool. Uh, James Wan's put out quite a few titles off the back of scripts that Lee Winnell's penned. But am I, I, you know, I'm... I'm I'm more than just a little bit sceptical that this is going to be great. Invisible Man is such a good movie, uh, but it has such a, a distinct tone compared to a lot of the other Universal movies that I just don't know how you do it. Um, and we've all seen how how dark things got when we all watched Hollow Man. So, yeah, I'm not, not entirely sure where we're going with that one. Time, as they say, will tell. It will tell. And all things and all matters, we always find out in the end where we're going to go with that one but like I say just because Blumhouse are attached and just because Lee Winnell is directing I don't think that gets it a free pass it will be judged exactly the same as every other horror movie right last thing I want to say is top three episodes for the month the top episode was our return episode it was Podcast Under the Stairs episode 166 our end of year 2018 top 20 list um, closely followed by Andy Loves Art House episode number what was that three where we did killing of a sacred deer that that was the second most downloaded episode and then the third most downloaded episode just as a nice bookend here was podcast under the stairs bonus episode 131 movie club uh, it was my announcement of the worst movies of 2018 for you guys to kick it off so thank you very much to everyone who supported this month uh, we had about a seven percent increase in downloads overall to this time last year and that's all because of you crazy motherfuckers out there so thank you again right i'm going to take my final break of this what turned out to be slightly longer than i planned but hopefully super informative show i think as these move on each month we'll refine them a bit more try and split them into more logical segments but the plan is to remind you what happened in these months and hopefully you'll interact with me over on facebook but i'm going to be back to close out the show right after this You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been bonus episode 137. This has been the end of month recap for January 2019. Looking at all things that was happening in the world of horror. Hopefully you enjoy this. I want some feedback. We're going to try and reshape this, restyle it, recalibrate it. And you get one at the end of every single month where we'll look back over the titles that came out, the movies that made the cinema, the news that caught your attention and uh, how the podcast Under the Stairs is doing each month 
on these. Another quick reminder as well before I go, we have a ton of content planned coming up. The next episode that you guys will hear on Podcast Under the Stairs will be um, our Slasher Classics disc number two, which drops on Sunday looking at Mother's Day. That's right, that is what we will be doing on Podcast Under the Motherfucking Stairs. Woo! Thursday Thursdays return um, a week today. And now that I'm away from dry January and back to the booze, uh, we'll be bringing that back. And on our first Thursday, Thursday we bring back a week today, we will be doing the Russian Roulette franchise retrospective draw for the Evil Dead franchise. Four movies up for grabs, one of them already taken by Ryan Lewis because he got the choice and he's picked Evil Dead 2. So three movies left, three special guests joining me for the pick and we'll see who ends up with what. There's a multitude of ways to check out podcasts under the stairs. As always, as you come across the Apple Podcasts, check us out. Uh, leave us a rating and a review and subscribe to that feed. Super important. It's the best way to uh, support this show over on that platform. And why would you not want to support this show? You can check us out at Stitcher Much Smart Radio, SoundCloud, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. Visit our website, it's tputzcast.com. And don't stop there, ladies and gents. Um, you can buy merch. You can buy posters and enamel pins and that money comes back to support us. What we do under the stairs, the hard work we do under here. You can buy them by going to tputzcast.bigcartel.com. You can go to our Facebook pages. If you want to interact with the group, become part of the conversation and discussions over there, it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tputzcast. If all you're interested in is when the shows drop and occasionally checking out a live stream, then you want to go to the Facebook page. That's facebook.com forward slash Putts cast. You can interact with myself, and I've been told to say this: the Baz um, on the twin prongs of social media sexiness. Both can be followed at Teaputs Cast. Um, the Baz has decided that he did not want to relinquish controls of the social medias um, over those places, so he's still managing them, which is great for me because otherwise he would be dead by now. Like a plant left in my company by someone going on vacation, I would not water it, and it would die. So Baz is keeping those platforms alive right I'm out of here like I say I'm returning on Sunday for Mother's Day a little trauma action for you on the slasher classics disc number 2 from the 88 films collection but until then wherever you are whatever the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours please take care of yourselves out there this is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I am signing off
Yeah, it was. <laughs> Very stupid.